Welcome to day six of Iron Talks Camp Kiakaha at Challenge Road. Okay, Jonbo, welcome along to day six, aka post race of Challenge Route 2017. It's the Iron Talk Kim at Challenge Route. You're a bit worried Challenge. about being a bit smelly over there. You got no, I took it with me yesterday. Hand. It was actually pretty wise. It's got his deodorant in his hand. Because it was a long day yesterday as a spectator, and by the end I was a bit stinky, and now I found the deodorant in my bag, and it was like genius. Genius. John, Iron Talk is proudly brought to you by Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. And our fantastic patrons. Come on, give me some names, John. Uh, we've got Dirty Little Rascal, Marisa Rastetta, Dirty Little Secret. We've got two dirties on uh, this game there. Dirty Little dirty. Swines. Terry Bessardi, Chris Jetstream Doherty, Mr. Sausage Jolly Jenna, James the Red Rocket Thomas, Kevin Special Agent Ryan. No, James, uh, Jeremy Special Agent Ryan, Kevin the Assassin Hunt. Murray the Holy Hammer Lapworth, Mark the Sledgehammer Stettler, Phil the Philinator Patterson, Scott the Terminator Molina, and I think that's all of our campus. Oh, and no, we've got to do, um, we have to do that Tim. in the end. Tim, we've got to go one for Tim. Yeah, we have to think long and hard about this one. Mm. Um, Jonbo, I will say, uh, just poor Mark. Mark had to pull out of the races today. He had mm. a bit of a bad knee, but he also unfortunately had a crash, mm. a car crash before the race, which is... It was, it was really unfortunate, eh? Because it wasn't it, a crash, it was more just ding, a, a, pop, car park, ding. But it basically meant he was, had to wait for the police, so like it really just threw him off, and so yeah. just our thoughts go out to you, mate, because that's just a pretty hot, sucky thing to go through mm-hmm. on that day, so I know you're probably a little bit disappointed, but our thoughts are with you, mate. Anyway, Jombo, it was a pretty fantastic day yesterday. Today, what we're going to be doing in the show is I did lots of little interviews throughout the day. I got as many of the pros as I could get. I did struggle to get um, Daniela and the girl who got third, um, the American girl. What was her name? Um, her name was... Pull it up. was Fast runner. Yeah. Uh, well, I struggled. Lisa Roberts. Okay, so I struggled to get her and Daniela. Two fifty six on that course. That is bitchin' fast. Yeah, she was. She was phenomenal. That she is was impressive. She was one of the two who was trying to get the run course one weren't they? So, um, but anyway, so I struggled to get the two. But I got most of the pros, and then I got lots of little epic camp. Uh, Camp Kiakaha little interviews get a good little interview with John when he's pretty much off his face uh, and so that'll be kind of today's show it's very much just coverage of the day and then just throughout the day I did little tidbits not necessarily about what was happening in the race just what it was like to be a spectator at Challenge Road so I'll chuck those in there as well but John before we get into that we're going to talk a little bit about the race Yes, so a bit of a race report from me. Um, I will put my race files up on the I Am Talk Facebook page if you want to suss those out. Um, but for me, pre-race, I was not nervous at all. I, was, I wouldn't say I was supremely confident, but I thought I've done everything I could and wasn't overruled by the situation, was just ready to go, get it underway, and really had no nerves at all, which was a, in itself a little bit nerve-wracking because I, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if I'm really psyched up for this. But uh, no, it all went well. And um, yeah, so the swim. So there was no fear? No fear, no. No, I was confident that I could do it. You know, there was a little bit of fear in terms of the, the heat. But other than that, I just thought, was there any insecurity? Because I know Kona was a disappointment for you. Mm. And, and when you hear your post-race interview, you can tell that you kind of felt you'd buried some burden or some kind of demons there. But um, was there a little bit of kind of that fear? No, not really. I mean, I knew what I did wrong in Kona. I mean, the last week didn't quite go to plan. Nutrition didn't go quite to plan. was racing over there as well rather than just doing my own thing. And this time I was 
determined that it was going to be my, my, all on my terms, going at my pace, and I wasn't going to get sucked into anybody else's race. And lo and behold, it worked pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> something, something to that. Yes. So one thing that was um, a bit unnerving for me was on the start line. So you got very little warm-up at Challenge Road, not just for the pro and sub-nine category, but um, not a lot of time to warm-up, which wasn't too bad a thing. But... Um, yeah, just something if you guys come over in future, fact factor that in, doing plenty of arm circles on the side of the, the river um, because, yeah, there's very little time to warm up. And did you know that was going to be, like, did you do a good warm-up on the river? Yeah, I did. I was, I was ready to go and then okay. I just sort of swam a couple of widths of the canal and, and then was good to go. But I would say it was bloody cramped on the start line and... I was. I thought this is going to be an absolute mere getting off the line. It was, it was very tight. Everyone was being pretty aggressive, and I thought, oh man, this is just going to be a fight for God knows how long. But uh, the gun went off, and boom, straight into clear water. I was humming. Oh along. really? Yeah, I was going. Oh sweet. But did you miss a pack? Well, I don't think I missed any packs that I perhaps should have been in. So I, I worked hard off the line for the first, say, 200 metres. And the good thing for me is I, I started a bit to the right, and then I was breathing off to the left, knowing that that's where the fastest swimmers would be. And I was getting a bit anxious that I couldn't quite get across. You know, there was a few people swimming next to me, and I couldn't get across. But after, a, you know, maybe three, 300 metres or so, then I kind of settled in, found some feet, and thought, I was thinking, I think I'm in the right place here. I think this is bang on where I need to be. And the, the intensity was about right, and I thought this will settle down a bit. And then after about 500, it did settle down, but then it got, it got too easy, and I was like, oh oh, what do I do now? And I looked up and there was nobody in front, you know, the packs had gone in front. And I said, oh, well, I just, I it wasn't down on it. I just thought, oh, I'll just settle in here. I felt bad because I was whacking the guy in front of his feet the whole time because yep. it was just too slow. And But I, I kind of thought, I think I'm in the 50-minute group here. Yeah. I thought, well, 50, 51-minute group. And I thought I could see Joe Skipper swimming in my group as well. Who's actually behind you? Because mm. he was uh, 55, I think. Uh, no, no, he was he was in my group. Oh, he was? Yeah, okay. no, he was. And I thought, I was thinking, I think I'm in the right place. And I remember back to when we raced here last time, I was swimming really easy there, and I came out in 48 and a half. And so I thought, oh, I'm just going to settle here. It got slower, slower. There was a bit of pace variation from time to time. But I just accepted where I was at and thought, yeah, this so will be it. what it is, and if it's a minute or two slower, then could you see a pick ahead that was worth chasing? No, I couldn't. Okay. But I did get heartened when we came around the final turn. So you swim past <coughs> some exit, and you swim a couple of hundred meters down the other side and come back. And I was breathing across the left, and I, and the lead pack. I thought I don't think they're that far in front of me. They're not, you know, ten minutes in front of me. So again, I thought. I think this is okay. I think I think I'm in the 50 minute group. Mm. And when I stood up and had a quick look at my watch and saw 52, I thought, oh, that's a bit shit. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, but having looked at the results, uh, you know, guys like Terenzo and Brad Carterfelt, they were swimming 48 and a half, and they're normally 45, 46. So I think across the board, for whatever reason, the swim was was slow, and my swim split was basically the same as Daniela Reef, and I thought she was going to take you know three or four minutes out of me. Mm. So Swim was, whilst the time was a bit slower than I thought, uh, I think it was a good, it's where I should have been, and uh, I was happy with that. Yeah, it was interesting, because on the sidelines, as I was watching the time, I was thinking, this is a slow swim. Mm. You know, you could tell that the pros, it just was a little bit slower, because I was expecting, you know, as you say, a little bit kind of that mid-40s, and I was like, oh, they're not even out yet, and yeah. so yeah, so maybe it was just one of those days. Yeah, so I jumped on the bike, had a, 
It's a little bit slow in transition one because I put on my I put on a skins top, so a little bit slow off the mark. Um, beat Joe Skipper out of the swim, so I'm going to uh, be requesting that beer. We had a little wager. Oh, that's there. what you did too, didn't you? So I'll be requesting a beer from Joe Skipper, and then settled off set off on the bike. And guys, I, I just got blitzed on the bike. Like it's just ridiculous. I had the 140th fastest bike now I was I'm quite happy I'm okay with my bike it was yeah. about what I wanted to do so I ended up with my bike time being four hours 53.19 140th bike fastest bike time when I finished you know 34th overall I, I, a I'm surprised how crap some sub nine and pro swimmers are but they're just crushing me on the bike really, really? just you know I didn't have anybody to ride with partly because I wanted to do my own thing and I was stressed about drafting but even if I wanted to, I couldn't keep up with anybody. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I had a few teams here. Was and there. it? Was it? Was it? Because you, you are very good at just kind of removing that away from your experience. But was it getting to you? Well, a few things happened. So, what I, I, I thought, I don't care about this. I've got to check from time to time. I'm going to check my average speed. So I knew that 36 k's an hour is five hours, and I knew I need to be quicker than that. So. I got down to about the 40k mark on the um, on the bike, checked the speedo, and it was it was like 37.5 or something, and I thought, sweet, <laughs> heart rate's about where I want, it's just a tickle high, power's about where I want it to be, and I'm thinking, right, this is this is perfect. I'm going to kill this bike course, and then you have this middle section of the lap, which is quite a bit slow. You got a few hill climbs and false flats, and uh, and then I rechecked my speedo. Go away, Phil. Go away. What does he, what does he want? Phil and Nader just tries to destroy the show because you're telling exactly. your story, John. Just because he had a really good race and probably had <laughs> almost a race out of the whole group yeah. in terms of uh, relative to how much training's done. He thinks he owns the place. Yeah, Get back to you, John. Yeah, so hit the bottom of the you know, 40k mark or so and thinking sweet. And then go through the slower section of the course. And I'd struggled with that in the training ride and went through that and got to the next point and I can't remember exactly where it was it might have been just before the Soldberg Hill or just after and I looked down it was 35 average speed had dropped to 35 point something and And, and what kind of time distance period it's only 30k's oh wow and I was going oh shit oh dear (laughs) I'm going to have to pick up my game here Um, but then we went back through another faster period and it got back up so it just evens itself out yeah and so um, that was a bit stressful because I was thinking oh no this is not good. I'm really. I'm just going to have to roll the dice here and just go to Harry Harry Hardnuts. And but, but did you actually go Harry Hardnuts or did you? No, I, I maintained it. So all the way through the bike, I haven't actually looked at my file in detail yet, but I think I kept it fairly even. Okay. Um, I was a bit nervous because my heart rate was constantly sitting around 135, 136, 137. It's sort Which of is around on the borderline, wasn't it? And I was kind of didn't really want to be going above 135, but I just felt that it was necessary. And the encouraging thing for me was when I was going down a hill my heart rate was just plummeting really quickly so okay. I thought I think I'm okay here and your fitness is good yeah, yeah. so I was just just, just went with it um, what else happened on the bike uh, yeah I didn't quite get all my nutrition in by quite some margin but I was having a few guts issues so I was just having to lay off that a bit probably only got about four bottles of my infinite in when I was targeting five and I had a gel and I had uh, an M's bar and some infinite 
uh, and some you can so I was probably almost one full M's bar down and one bottle of in- infinite down so I was a little bit nervous about that but my guts were a bit funny was it to the point where it was upsetting the training or was more you just thought I can't take more in right now oh no I just thought I can't take it anymore okay. um just got to Roll with it, um, taking it a lot. I was taking in quite a bit of extra water, um, just trying to keep cool as well. It wasn't as hot as I'd forecast on the bike, but it was still pretty warm. Mm. So coming off, the, the other thing that, that, that threw me a little bit on the bike, going through the 90k mark, or seeing the 90k marker, and I had 92k on my clock at that stage, and I was thinking, if that night is a 90k marker, again, I'm going to be a bit pretty slow here, and this is going to be a real struggle. If it's on my 90k marker, I'm okay. As it turned out, my um, my markers were more correct than the, the course markings, and in fact, the bike was uh, a little bit short. You guys have s- probably seen before what I the, in terms of the distances I got in. I think I was 178.5, 178.6, okay. so a little bit short on the bike. Now, I imagine if you rode the correct lines as the cyclist should yeah. on the side, I still think it'd be a little bit short, but it might get it up to say 179. Um, and it's a loop course, so. It, to add in that little bit extra would be a bit painful just going up and down a street for 500 metres. So I'm not making excuses, but yeah, I, I measured it at 178.5 or 6 or something like that. Coming off the bike, um, was feeling okay about things, just a bit nervous about nutrition. Settled in, first um, couple of k's, you got a bit of downhill, so it's quite hard to gauge where you're at. When it sort of settled into, you know, either it was a gentle uphill or, or flatter period, I was puffing and panting and going... This is a bit of a struggle. Where's your heart rate? Uh, don't really look at heart rate on, on, the, the, run, on okay. the run, just really looking at pace. And I was doing my run walk, and I did that for probably about the first 20 to 25 k's, and then uh, and then basically was in survival just um, walking the aid stations. But it was a classic Ironman run for me. It was a couple of k's of just finding my feet, and then, then going, oh, sweet, I'm okay here. And then 10 k's of just running, not effortlessly, but thinking, this is going to be a piece of piss. I've got this. This is no problem. <laughs> the at all. early thoughts of an Ironman run. And I was thinking, I'll, I'll be fine until 30Ks, then it'll get a bit harder. But this is feeling pretty comfortable. I'm okay. And then getting to about the 10K mark and going, or 12, say maybe 12K mark, then, then going, oh, I'm going to have to start concentrating pretty hard here. And I was pretty concerned when I got to the 20K mark that I was hurting, oh, thinking really? I'm only halfway. Uh, and I thought this, you know, 20 to 30k was bloody hard work, and 32 to 42k's was just misery. <laughs> really? Because this new course it had a lot of uphill on that between 30 to 35k's. It was so like you, 5k, wasn't it? Yeah, just yeah. yeah. And you just, uh, and I told the guys this as well. You just got to get to 35k mark, then you're, you're home and hose, you're d- downhill running, and you're okay. But my God, I, I was doing that stage. I was doing the maths, and again. The markers were different to what I had um, uh-huh. on my watch. And so I got to the 32K mark, and I think at that stage, my if I was going off my watch, I was going to have to be doing about 450 to 455, which is, should be pretty manageable. But now, this, at this stage, because you're hurting so much, you're thinking just sub nine. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so, so you're not starting to think where you got, which was about 8.53. No. You, you're actually thinking... I'm doing the maths okay, sub-9. Okay, so if I can get a, if I exceed 4.55, I'm going to get yeah. that bloody sub-9. And then a couple of those uphill Ks were like 5.15 or something. Oh, so going, now oh, you're really no. starting to pick yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this is, and, the, and, and this is probably the, most, the proudest part of the race for me is, is that last 10K. There was so many times out there that I settled and just thought, 
screw it, I've had a pretty good day, I'm okay with this, and then just fall back, and had, and then you know, you'd think that, and then go, nah, pull yourself together, and then put in a good K, and it was just a constant battle of that the whole way through, but I managed to fight back every time, so I was pretty stoked about that, and I think that was typified when I, in the last 500, passed a guy, you know, again, he passed I, you first, you said, no, no he hadn't passed me, I was oh, closing okay. in on him, I thought he passed you, no, and <laughs> I sort of settled, I thought, oh, I just don't have the will to live right now. I just if he's uh, he can, I wanted to go down the finish line by myself. I didn't want anybody else to be there. I thought oh, I'm, I'm just settled for where I'm at. And then I thought, nah, I'm going for it. Surge past him and put in a good last 500. So, yeah, very pleased. Overall splits were for me 52-58 uh, swim, which was uh, 24 in terms of the males. It was 24th. Transition to one didn't match you, Bev. Not even close. 206, which was 144th. Uh, bike was 453.19 for 140th. Bloody hell. Transition two, bit of improvement there. 119 for 74th, and 304.54 on the run for 28th. So I was 34th male overall and third in the age group in 854.34. And I seem to remember, I probably should pull up Athlinks, but the internet's a bit slow here. I think I was about 50th last time we did it with a, with a time, you know, three minutes quicker than that. So, yeah, very And we'd say, we could probably say it's on par, maybe a little bit better than that performance. Oh, better, yeah. yeah. yeah no, when I look at the swim But times, even time-wise, mm. you know, because the run is definitely slower. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I... Like if you did the same course yesterday, you would have got a faster time. Yeah, I reckon I would have been close to three hours on that if it had been on the course because yeah. you just you couldn't the course over here you just couldn't get into a good rhythm there weren't many flat K's oh, okay. whereas when you're in the canal you can if you're having a good day you just settle in and mm. you just start pounding out the K's so um, and the fact that you know um, I was pretty close to Laura Siddell I was only a couple of minutes behind her I think it's a really good marker for me in terms of um, being competitive with the top girls you know Danielle Arif was a fair way in front but um, I did outrun her uh, <laughs> so look, pretty pleased with it overall and as I said I'll put my files up on the I Am Talk Facebook page if any of you guys want to check it out and apologies to if I was um, not forthcoming with uh, hellos and high fives and support out there I got lots of support which was great so thank you to everybody who cheered out but I wasn't giving a lot back I was uh, I was in la la land we saw lots of obviously we had the campus here but we saw lots of listeners out there Ben was out there I can't remember everyone's names I remember a guy guy Stormtrooper his nickname right. is Stormtrooper and he's, he's coming in a little bit later and I go go whatever his name was because he says you know I want to support people so yelling his name out and he stopped he goes, Bevan, I'm Stormtrooper, you called me Stormtrooper. And he's talking to me, like, mate, finish the bloody race. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. So just having a quick look at the, the pro results, Bart Arnott's took it out in 7.59. Great race too. Only person to go sub eight. He swam 52.55, which meant he was, what was my swim official? Yeah, sometime? it was pretty much same he, as you. He was, it was in my, in my group. Uh, Joe Skipper was also in my group uh, coming out of the swim. Uh, and so Bart Arnott's splits were 52.55, 4.19 on the bike, and 2.44 on the run. Uh, Joe Skipper looks like he rode with him on maybe a minute behind. And then uh, 2.46 on the run for an 8.03. And Morris Clavel, who I believe is an ITU guy, and he was leading off the bike. Yeah, he was, he was um, over the moon. I got an interview with him. Yeah, and uh, I think it's his first iron distance race. He was written off too. Right, and he oh, did Joe eight, Skipper, eight, I couldn't even get an interview because he was gone, Burger. Joe was gone. <laughs> Tim O'Brien was fourth in his farewell, and Terenzo Bazzoni uh, fifth. 
Bright Cap, Brad Carter felt sixth, and Dougal Allen, our Kiwi, was in seventh in 8.14. On the girls' side of things, you had Daniela Reef take it out in 8 hours 40.03, so significantly slower than last year, but she's had her troubles. Plus, it was just a slower day, slower swim, slower run. Yep. Uh, Laura Sedell was 11 minutes back in 8.51. Good performance with her by, from her. I think she went 8.50 last year, so only to be one minute and uh, off that is, is a good improvement and Lisa Roberts with I'd say the performance of the day uh, in 8.57.14 with a 2.56 on that course is sensational it matches pretty much the majority of the pro men's field a few guys went two in the mid 240s but most of the pros were high 250s and uh, three hours plus so pretty bloody impressive performance Yvonne um, Lurkin's going to write a blog post John and you may want to check it out. She, I interview her, and she says, "I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about it now." But she's going to, and she said it's going to be shocking. And <laughs> she did tell me about it. And I think it's going to be a little bit controversy. So look out for Yvonne Vev Lukin's blog post in the next few days because she's a little bit upset about something, and it's not drafting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, John Bo. So what we're going to do right now is. Uh, we're going to go through and just do some interviews. So basically, I'll put John's one up first. And he, he is a bit blotted. Uh, it's a little bit different to what he talked about there. It's kind of more just the emotion post-race. And then I'll go through all the pros. Again, I didn't get many of the females, unfortunately. I was trying, but Daniela just didn't come out. I, was, I literally stood there for like an hour and a half, and she just oh, really? didn't come out. Yeah. And then um, the American girl... I couldn't, she was on getting a massage and then I, I just walked away and then when I came back she was gone. I got Laura, Laura had a great interview uh, So and then I got most of the boys um, except for Joe. So And then after that I'll put maybe my thoughts just as, as I was having throughout the day and then <clears throat> excuse me, um, we'll put just our camp interviews in. So I got most of the campers, I didn't get all of them because later on they were just kind of coming in late and it, was, it wasn't happening but and then that'll be today's show. But before we get into the interviews John we're going to do a sponsor. Athlinks.com. And we thought we'd just pull it up because he's raced yesterday and he did this race nine years ago to the day almost. So uh, we thought we'd pull it up and this is a great use of Athlinks. So what happened nine years ago, John? Well, this race is officially now five minutes slower <laughs> on the run. Oh, really? So well, no, five, uh, when we raced last time, I had the 28th fastest run split for males and I ran three hours and 18 seconds. This time I had the 28th fastest run oh, in really? three hours and four minutes, 54 seconds. Wow. So, and, and can you see what other kind of run times, like what did the top guys do back um, in the days? I wonder if I can do that. So this is where athletes, like, this, is is a, this is a sponsor bit, but, but imagine going and trying to find your race results from nine years ago right now. Like, mm. you know, like, whereas you just go to athletes, it's all there, you can geek out the next morning and go, oh, look, here's what I did. It was also interesting is, so back then I wrote, yeah, I wrote 45919, which is significantly slower than, you know, six minutes slower. And I was 78th oh, overall. Wow. This time I'm 140th overall. Wow. Uh, last time I swam 48.52 and I was 13th overall out of the swim. This time I was 52.58. So four minutes slower, you don't only drop nine places. Mm. Transitions mm. need sharpening up. I was 19th last time. So it was definitely a faster race last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely was. Dropped some time, I was 19th and 6th respectively in the transitions last time, 144th and 74th. Mate, Hemorrhaging time there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool thing, as we haven't said with Athlinks, you know, for me to go and find that information on the Challenge Rate website would take a while. Yeah. It'd be there, yeah. it'd be there, but now I can go on to Athlinks, have all my Ironman results in one place and compare them on a, you know, case-by-case -case basis and uh, 
Jobs Gooden. So check your, check out your results on athlinks.com. And, and it's the one thing you'll never regret doing. If you can get into that habit of every time you're in, particularly every the smallest race to the biggest race, you'll never regret in the future going, oh, geez, I'm so glad I did this. So check it out, athlinks.com. Hold John. on, hold on. Should oh, here we go. Uh, he wants to geek out some more. I was going to see if anybody who predicted their times... Uh, oh, really? Can, no, delivered. Do no, yeah. I could imagine, maybe another day. Okay, John, so let's get into the interviews. Here's up John. We're sounding slightly different to Harry sounding right now. So I've got the coach next to me. It, it's been about... He disappeared, basically, because he came in about two hours ago, and he goes, oh, okay. he goes oh, I'm a bit fucked. <laughs> I'm going to give a shower. And for the life of me, I couldn't find him. Went to first aid, but he's just turned up. Mate, how did it go? It was a good day. Um, what I will say about this event is I'm not trying to slag off Ironman, but it's just different. You know, you turn up and turned up at T1 first thing in the morning and Felix is there welcoming everybody into the transition, gives you a hug and you just you feel like he's, you're really part of the event. And then on the bike, um, if you want a triathlon experience, going up Solberg Hill is something like you will never experience anywhere else in your life. I mean, I haven't done other European races, but when I came up through there, the first couple of hundred metres is barricaded off, and then you just come into a wall of people, and it just blows your mind. So the bike was pretty good. Uh, Slow swim, was a slow swim uh, overall? Yeah, slow swim, but very, very easy. I'll maybe go through a blow-by-blow blow later on, but I knew we were going slow, but I kind of accepted where I was and just thought, I'm saving energy. I thought I was in the 50, 51 sort of group, but I, I was constantly swimming into the back of the people in front of me, but um, there was no point going any harder, so I just conserved energy. Uh, the bike went pretty well. I think this drafting rule over here again, it just gives people the shits, you know. I rode solo the whole way pretty much because there was no way I wanted to get a five-minute penalty and run an extra kilometre. So from what I could see, there was no bad drafting out there. Granted, I was at a different part of the race when we were going through the, the relays and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, some of them were a bit close, but it certainly wasn't overcrowded. Uh, and it seemed to be much better than when we raced here last time. Uh, Coming off the bike, I kind of knew that I had a bit of a buffer. I, I rode 452, so I knew that I didn't have to really drill the run. Uh, the first half was sort of just over three hour pace. I think I was 131 through halfway, and then it got real hard. And uh, the new part of the course is, is really interesting, but shit, it's hard. Going on this, the last 10k, those climbs uh, were just brutal. So that last 15k's was really not much fun at all. But the rest of the race was uh, was incredible. But I'm not going to do another one of these for a little while. <laughs> Famous last words. What, what was the difference in the run in regards to the experience? Uh, more crowds. You know, the, the new run turnaround at the township. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was just heaving with people. Uh, it was quite nice to have a bit of extra shade, but those extra hills, fucking hell, man. <laughs> On the way out in that last uh, 10K, that was just killing me. Um, so overall, good experience. Good time. It was bloody hot. 
but that didn't really seem to affect me until the second half and then I was walking every aid station just trying to hang in there so pretty pleased your split wasn't that bad but because you, you did a, a three or four so you basically did a, a 133 on the way back yeah it's a tickle short um, I mean GPS but I'm sure they must wheel measure it I don't know but I think I got it a, a little bit under 42 so like 31.6 or 7 or something like that so it's a little bit short but yeah I was really proud of the way that I hung in there because far out man I was just dying in that last 15 k's and uh, when I got to 10 k's to go I think I worked out I had to make sure that I was quicker than about sort of 450, 455 per k which you think is pretty straightforward but some of those uphill k's were just brutal um, but the last 5k I ran really really well past the guy with 500 metres to go which is you know I could have I, when I turned in with a K to go, I saw him in front of me and I kind of settled and thought, no, I don't care, he can go in front of me and then I thought, no shit, I'm taking him and uh, put in a good last 500, so yeah, pretty pleased. 8.53 compared to 8.51 when I was here last time, significantly harder course, tougher day, so uh, there's a bit of life in the old dog at 41. Um, what, what made you be able to hold it together in that last 10-15? I just wanted to go sub-9. I just wanted to put in a performance I was proud of. You know, Kona was shit. Um, I prepared really well for Kona and had a shit race and nutrition problems. Prepared well for this race. I knew I was capable of going well under 9. The conditions made it pretty tricky. Um, I, I just wanted to be proud of the performance and... Uh, leave everything out there and, and when I finished you know you can always look back and go yeah I could have gone a tickle harder in places but far out I mean I was uh, I was rooted I, I can attest to that yeah so I went and got a drip and yeah just about lost my guts a few times so no it's a good day you've been um, a lover of the sport you pretty much your whole adult life where, where does this kind of rate in your triathlon experiences uh, I think it's probably right up there in terms of my best Ironman performance you know I had a good swim I had a good bike and I had a good run in the conditions um, last time here I had a good swim and a great run and a shitty bike Challenge Wanaka I, mean, I had a really good race there it was pretty balanced so in terms of Ironman this um, it's probably one of my best performances so you know um, you can do this when you've got kids and all that sort of stuff and uh now that I've got this, you know, in the in the bank, uh, I'll be taking on a couple more athletes. So if you, you know, I've done this on, you know, 12 to 15 hours training a week. You can do it. You just got to be smart and train hard, be consistent. So if you want to learn the way of doing it, get in touch with me at the start of August. I'm going to take on a couple more athletes. Proudy, mate. I was watching you on the computer giving updates, and it had pretty good coverage because I could watch your GPS, and I knew you were close, and I was, I was just going, come on, John Newsom. So I'm just bloody proud of you, mate. And just for the effort, and you know, you backed up everything you hoped you could do, so well done, mate. Yeah, no, I think everybody else, from what I could see, Phil and I looked like he was having a good day. Melina looked like he was on fire. Yeah. So I uh, hope everybody had a good day. Yeah, it seems to be the case, mate. Well done.
Hey guys, just Bevan here, just jumping in to let you know that in some of the interviews coming up, I don't actually introduce the names of the athletes. I didn't push record straight away as I started talking to them. So there's three interviews you're going to hear that don't have the names in them. And the order of those interviews will be, well, do Bart Arnott's first, so he'll be the first interview I put up, but he'll be, I don't introduce him. And then the second one that I have that I don't introduce will be Terenzo Pazzoni, and then Dougal Allen from New Zealand. I'm pretty sure I didn't introduce him as well. So in the interviews where I'm not introducing people those are the order I'm going in so you know who they are I do mention your names later on but just so you know right now so let's get straight into it group and then uh, I was in the second group and I, I just followed and I mean I could have been a little bit faster but it's okay four and a half minutes the problem was I was a bit on my own on the bike the whole time yeah, it was not the easiest and especially the first lap I thought uh, it was quite windy as well I thought and uh, and then uh, the first lap I heard that everything stayed together in the front, so I knew it was going to be hard mm. to stay close. And then the second lap I think it exploded in front and that's when I knew I had to save something, especially for the last part on the bike. I think that's where I did a good job. And then the marathon is... I know how to run a marathon, but it's still a long way and uh, you have to watch out with what you do. But uh, I pushed it quite a bit uh, between kilometer 10 and 25 just to close the gaps and get some distance with the other guys and maybe make it a bit mental you know like uh, try to yeah get the advantage and make it hard for them as well and uh, of course I made it hard for myself as well the last 10k but then yeah the people help you to get to get to the finish line and yeah when you enter the stadium it's unbelievable just tell us about the crowds because it's, it's a there's no other race like this is there like Kona is a great race but this is better than Kona as in a race isn't it yeah as an experience of I think there's no race that's coming close. I mean, uh, Kona is magical. It's it's yeah, it's a race with a lot of history and it's just a mythical race. But atmosphere-wise, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like here we feel like yeah, it's, I mean the the people are so enthusiastic and uh, it's it's crazy. And I think it what makes this race so special, but also what makes you enjoy a race a lot more. At what point did you know you had it? Yeah, it's always, I felt quite okay, still confident and comfortable on the last part of the run. And I knew I had quite a big gap, but then you better wait to celebrate till the last 20, uh, two, two, two kilometers. Because, uh, I mean, you want to uh, they want to clap hands at kilometer 30, but it's sometimes quite tricky, no? <laughs> you can be like a hero at 30k and then uh, 35, it can be all over, so... You know, I have some experience and I know it's, uh, yeah, even the last five kilometers, a lot can happen, you know, mm -hmm. so you see some crazy things in the last kilometers of a marathon, so I always try to stay calm until the last one, two kilometers, and then, uh, yeah. And then coming into that stadium, just describe it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, it's amazing, I'm not sure if I'm going to yeah, experience it again, the wind, so I try to enjoy it really. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about the, about the time. It was not a super fast time. I think it's also the run course is a bit harder or yeah, slower. Yeah, it's definitely slower, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. But it doesn't matter. I just try to enjoy it, you know. Clap as many hands as possible and not sprint to the finish line to get like uh, 30 seconds faster. Uh, no, just enjoy, yeah, because... You never know if it's going to happen again, so you better enjoy it a lot. Well, this is one of the races where all the legends, or a lot of the legends have come and won, and to put your name on that, that list is pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's a dream come true. And, uh, you know, it's 
I always tried to do special races and I was always dreaming or, or thinking about road, but if you want to focus on Kona as well, you know, to make a living in triathlon, Kona is an important race as well, so it's always hard to yeah, race road and, and qualify for Kona, but this year I thought, you know, let's give it a go because uh, you can wait forever and then maybe it's, uh, yeah, you know, you never know what's going to happen in my career as well, like an injury and it can be finished. So. I just wanted to do the race and uh, I'm really happy I took the chance to race here. <laughs> oh, congratulations, mate. Great effort today and be a proud champion, mate. Well done. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks, mate. Like a, like a weekly regular that you this one is. Uh, wow, what a day, mate. Tell us about it. Laura Sadell is right next to me. Tell us about it. Um, I'm wrecked. <laughs> oh, yeah, super happy with that. Like, to come second to Daniela, I'm going to take that as a win. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know what I'm thinking at the moment. My quads are killing. Um, feel pretty effed. <laughs> um, yeah, still got, I don't know how the swim went. Um, it's kind of three of us together. It was hard. Well, it was different this year because we started separate to kind of the pro men and the age group men. So you kind of didn't have a clue really where you were apart from the girls. I knew Daniela and Heather had gone off the front, but I think we came out about five minutes down. Um, and then um, I was riding with Yvonne um, I just struggled a bit to find rhythm on the first lap of the bike. Um, there was lots of age groupers around as well, so it was kind of a bit scrappy, I guess. You know, that's you deal with it, you manage it. Um, but yeah, just struggled a bit on the, the first lap. Just, I mean, I think we were going pretty well, but um, I was just struggling to, to settle into my race. And then, um, yeah, I think it was coming up the hill at grading on the second lap. I kind of, don't know what happened, just suddenly sort of found a found a bit of rhythm and got word that Heather, we'd caught Heather at this point as well and um, got word that Heather had got a penalty unfortunately and then um, also that Yvonne was dropping so I was like right head down let's just let's just go and see what happens and you know, I still had about two hours or an hour and a half to ride I was just like oh my god um, yeah it was weird like Yvonne's, Yvonne's such a legend over here. Every time we went through an aid station or a town, she was getting all the cheers, and I'm like, hello. I'm <laughs> here. Um, and then I got onto the run, and it was kind of just, yeah, running blind a bit. Obviously, new course, didn't know what, what pace it was going to be. I think my pace went up and down. Um, I was getting splits, which was um, good to say I was putting time into Yvonne, which was... Um, sort of a first I guess for compared to uh, Wanaka and Taupo so I was kind of pretty happy with that but obviously there's still a long way to go and I just was like right just you know just keep staying your own little race um, I knew Daniela was about 15 minutes ahead I guess and um, I'm not sure what it was in the end I heard I gained minutes back and then I think I probably lost um, but then Lisa oh my god <laughs> she was flying and I mean I knew before the race I knew before the race she was she was going to be a fast she was going to be a fast runner. Um, I was kind of trying to look out for Ruth Brennan Murray as well on the first lap, um, and then saw her at the side of the road. So I was like, okay, one less to worry about. But um, I could see the first lap kind of Lisa was taking a bit of time, but was sort of holding her off. And then um, I'm still pulling away from Yvonne, and we got to the turnaround at um, Booking Back, and. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Woo, made my day. Just got congratulated by Jan Fredino. <laughs> um, yeah, got to, oh, I mean, the crowd support and that turnaround at Book and Back. Oh, my God, absolutely amazing. That town 
really kind of just embraced that re new race course. Um, but Belinda had sort of gave me a split saying sort of six minutes plus or eight minutes, but <laughs> when I came around and I saw Lisa, she looked a damn sight closer than oh, six really? minutes. Really? I, I think I just lost yeah. all concept of time and <laughs> distance um, and it was still 5k to go and oh my god and I think the last 15k my quads were just burning but you know I'm rambling now because I don't show it but yeah super happy with that like second place I think I went sub nine again uh, I think I just just scraped quicker than last year I'm not sure completely so I'll take that and uh, yeah pretty wrecked now and <laughs> just, just, just what's it like coming back to this race because this race is just special isn't it it is. It's absolutely epic, and um, I think you know there's so many legends that have raced this race and, and done well. And I, I think I just, as I was running and I sort of was in second place, but I, I really didn't believe it until I literally came under that final arch into the stadium. Like coming down that, coming into the park, I was still convinced she was kind of on my tail. And I think in the end, you know, I probably did still have five minutes on her, but it's just. This race is just amazing. Just, it, it, there's something so special about it. Um, the whole week leading up to the race is just um, incredible. Like so many different events going on, really involves everybody, um, friends, family, kids, uh, the women's run, everything. And um, the crowd support out on the bike court. Well, let's start with the swim. In that canal, you've got like, there's people up and down the banks all the way. Um, on the bike you've got going through each town there's so many locals out and it's everybody's cheering and supporting it's just amazing and then obviously the new the new run course was yeah made it you were pretty much there was always people um like even out, you know out to the canal and the, all the hot spots and stuff were incredible um they did a really great job they had the timing mats down so before you came into some of the hot spots they knew who you, who you were and so everyone's banging the tables and stuff. And as I said, like that, the new turnaround out up in, out in Buchenbach was just unreal, unreal. Um, and I think this year as well, I noticed that um, there was actually more support out there this year. Um, like last year, I remember going up Solaraberg the second time and it was pretty empty and you had space to kind of move around. And I was kind of coming down for the second lap and knew we were catching up the back end of the age group field and um but i was like oh it's okay there'll be lots of room going up slaraberg and you turn the corner and it was still absolutely packed and i was just like oh my god i mean it was there was more room you kind of went we could go to abreast yeah, up that but time still. but still i was just like wow that is so many more people than last year and so and then still in um eccles moulin on the beer mile there's still people there on that second lap and yeah just such an incredible event oh it's amazing. Well, well, congratulations, mate. We're really proud. It's been an interesting year for you this year, and, and I'm sure this has kind of just taken things to the next level for you. Well done. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm glad I'm consistent with my second places. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty good place to get a second Yeah, no, that's it. I'm pretty chuffed with second place here in, in, in Road. Um, yeah, I'm quite happy I've got a few weeks before another full distance race, and um, we'll see how we go in the halves in the coming weeks, but I'm going to enjoy this one for sure. And thanks so much to, to you guys. Saw some of the IM Talk kits out there, which was, there we go, there's one. Um, but it was great seeing you guys out there. And so, yeah, thanks very much. I was trying to catch John. I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, maybe the only, he, I think he's looking pretty buggered. So, but, but well done, mate. We're really proud of you. It's great no, effort. Awesome. We have our third place man here today. Tell us about your day. 
Oh, man, it was so amazing for me, first long distance ever in my life. So, yeah, I gave it all. I mean, um, yeah, I was the I um, I uh, was the leading man on the swim. Then, uh, like, yeah, uh, pushing not too hard on the bike. Then on kilom kilometer uh, 130, I pushed hard and. Uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, Niels crashed, so I was in front then, and then I pushed even harder. Yeah, and uh, then on the on the run, I f uh, felt pretty good, and I pushed hard. But then, uh, so so in the mid mid twenties, I felt horrible. I felt horrible, and I I uh, I, um, I walked and uh, I got cramps, and so and the same uh, in at kilometer 30, 33, and the same in thirty nine. So. It was like then it was like hell, but yeah, it was a it was a great great fight against the other athlete and and, and against me. So and I and I won. <laughs> what was it against me? <laughs> <laughs> you chose a, a pretty awesome race to choose as your first long distance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm like a friend of of big races of big races and not like small races where like uh, yeah. So now I know how how I stay and how it's how it is I like a hard long distance race and that's important for me. Hey, how are you feeling right now? Ah, uh, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say. I can say it's like the hell now. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. Yeah. If awesome effort. Thanks. I'll come and sit down. I got Yvonne Van Vrooken next to me. Um, Oh, she's picking up her shoes because she probably worried the smell, but I don't care. I'm, I'm with you. Oh, no, I didn't pee. Oh, <laughs> she did a pee. Uh, tell me about your day. Yeah, um, three weeks ago. Well, I, you know, I'm actually happy. I was crying and doing what's more like just emotional tears from the whole thing. Uh, three weeks ago, I thought I wouldn't start. So I already told my friends here that I thought I wouldn't be on the start line. and. But I'm still very happy that I did, and of course I didn't come f to get fourth. Um, but yeah, my body just didn't really cooperate as it normally does. And to be very honest, the last 10 kilometers, I just um, stopped with every single person that I knew to get a hug, and I was just crying a lot because it was just very emotional, and it's just, yeah. It's just amazing because Challenge Rot here, it's just every meter my name is called. It's Ivan or Vanzi and uh, yeah, it's just seems that the whole world here knows me and it just, it's very hard to run and cry. Have you ever tried? No, oh, yes, I actually one time I did. Yes, I did. It's very hard, huh? <laughs> cry, you're running through tears. It, it, it messes up your breathing as well. and. Um, yeah, I, I just stopped everywhere and hugged everybody and I was just crying and just enjoying and you know, the fifth girl was far away and I thought, well Yvonne, you, you don't know how often you will be on this start line, so I just wanted to to enjoy and it was a very hard day, but I'm still very happy that I started, so. I'm sure in some ways, you know, obviously the result's not what you came here to do or you know, you, but to have that experience, as you said, it's, it's a pretty special thing to have that moment to allow yourself to embrace, you know, what this means to you. Yeah, you know, Challenge Rod is, is just not uh, a race, you know. Challenge Rod is just, it's not only on Sunday, the 3.8 swim, 180k bike and a marathon running. It's just the whole week from, from Thursday on. It's just the whole um, event around it is just special and... 
it's just I enjoyed it so much. It just you get so I get so much attention. It just seems like everybody loves me here, and it just it's it's it it reaches out for the whole year. You know, with all this attention, I'm done. I don't need any. <laughs> it's good. So yeah, I really really enjoyed that. There were some other things that. Um, we're not good, uh, but I will. It's not the time and the moment to to talk about that. But it will be on my website, and it will be shocking. Shocking. Yes, because Dutch people don't shut their mouths. No, no I, I, my my ex girlfriend was Dutch, and I know that. Yeah. So yeah. we say what we think, and we say the truth, okay. and. Um, yeah, so there will be an interesting story on my website. Okay, look out, flash news going to your website. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, well, I'm glad you had a cool experience, even though it wasn't the day you wanted. And it's nice to see you feel so loved on this race. Yeah, and I want to gr congratulate Lara. I'm so happy for her that she uh, that she got second. She so deserves that. I'm so happy for her. And um, yeah, the, the third girl, I knew Lisa, right? I knew she was a crazy runner. and. I thought, well, she's just going to catch me, and it's. I was very positive actually the whole day, but I just, yeah, I just knew that I couldn't hold her off because my body, it was just so sore on the bike, and after my crash three weeks ago, my hip is still bruised and my elbow still has a hole, so every bump was like ah, and like the days before, it was. I enjoyed all the people and stuff, and I made a million pictures, but uh, it started bleeding again because oh, people bumped up. into yeah. it and. You know, but still, I wouldn't change it for the world. So it was, again, an amazing experience here. And uh, yeah, I will cherish cherish this, yeah. What a mate, good work. The power I've been putting out has been, been awesome. And I thought, even the last two days, I felt really good. Today, I almost had a heart attack at the start of the swim, but yeah, man, it managed to settle into a good rhythm. And and I uh, got, got going in the swim. I thought, okay, cool, get on the bike. I'll give it a good nudge. and. The first hour, I really struggled. Uh, Timo and Nils were swapping turns on the front, and going up the long climb, I thought, "Okay, cool. Let's just let's just put put out some good power. Maybe I can uh, maybe I can snap myself into back into action." And that was probably a big mistake, cause got uh, yeah, got 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 going again, and <laughs> um, went, went okay for for yeah an hour or so. And then the last two hours was yeah, I was just in the box and and got on the run. Not bad rhythm for the first 10k's, and uh, I've only been running for two weeks, so every I was hoping, I, I didn't actually realise the course was so hilly. I thought it was the same it's course, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and just the every every uphill, I almost had to stop and walk. Just lack of lack of running strength. Uh, yeah, I don't want to make excuses. I I'm pretty pretty pleased with how I handled myself today. I'm uh, need, needed a good uh, good good smash session to get get the legs in shape, and and hopefully this will give me in a good good space going into Kona. But uh, I've definitely learned a bit, bit from my body, and uh, and uh, I think I could probably take a bit from from what I'm doing in my taper, and maybe modify that into uh, something slightly more productive. But uh, yeah, no, all in all, this this race was was insane. Uh, so many spectators out there the whole way. Uh, if you think you're having a bad patch for a minute, you kind of get around a corner, and there's there's an awesome aid station, or there's a there's a great great uh, group of spectators. And Solar Hill was it's oh, unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's just crazy. It was. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> especially the second lap uh, with the yeah, passing all the age group. There was no passing going on because <laughs> the spectators on the side did not want to move out the way. So, so you just stuck in behind and uh, yeah, get to the top of the hill. But uh, it was it was awesome. But uh, really strong run. Um, Timo, yeah, he he. Uh, I think uh, he he might be a bit mad at me because I was pushing pushing the pace a bit. He kind of wanted to ride a little bit slower. And, 
I kind of wanted to push the pace and try try wear the other guy's legs out for the run. Uh, Maurice Clavel had had a really solid mm. really solid debut. Um, second was uh, no Joe Skipper. Skipper. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he he came Great past run. really well. I thought he was going to catch up to to Bart, but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah pretty happy. Hey, Good another day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you will, mate. Are you going go look after yourself, mate. Thanks for your time. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks, Trinzo. I've uh, got Brett Carterfield next to me. Just say, uh, how'd your day go, mate? How'd your day go? Oh, yeah, it was good. I was sixth. Uh, yeah, it's tough, these Ironmans. It really is. It's uh, it's brutal. But, um, yeah, very happy with today. You know, six and eight, 12. It was a hot and hilly uh, run course. And um, I didn't feel great on the bike, but I just kind of um, stuck to my numbers when Trenzo really went to the front and uh, spread it out. So, yeah, I was sort of proud with uh, what I did today. And the run? Yeah, the run was okay. Um, I don't know. I think I ran a 2:52, which it's okay, but it's not really uh, that quick of a run course. You know, there's a number of hills each lap, and it was quite hot. So, but it was really beautiful out there. You know, a bit of off-road and hills, concrete. Uh, sort of had everything, so it was it was nice. It wasn't boring. What about just the the, the race? Like, because it's such a kind of an event, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. It's it's incredible. It's the biggest long course I've done. You know, best best atmosphere. Um, huge crowds, you know, it reminded me of sort of Hamburg World Series really, you know, back in the day, but obviously it was a lot longer, but um, yeah, and no, I was, I think uh, triathlon needs events like this, you know, just that atmosphere and people always want to come back, that's why it's sold out and everyone wants to race it, you know, so I think the race directors really need to, you know, look at it, I'll talk to each other I guess and work out ways to make atmospheres really good and, and fun to be a part of and that's why we do the sport anyway, I think, so. Well, good luck, mate, and uh, good luck in your next endeavour, and well done for your six today, mate. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. Plan to, but um, it did bring me back into the race. I think I was fifth off the bike and right in the mix with uh, Joe Skipper and a few others. But, um, yeah, I, I just pushed probably a bit hard on the bike and um, put myself in the race, but, yeah, just couldn't quite put together a good marathon, really, in the end. But, you know, I sort of thought to myself, based on the field and, and the prep that I'd sort of had, that I was probably... Gonna be happy with a top ten, and uh, far out that's stinging. Oh, I just watched that. Um, that's chafing. He's getting a message right now with salt, and uh, he's got poor bugger's got a uh, his, his pants have rubbed his skin off. So yeah, that salt on is probably not too good there. Yeah, it's all good. Okay, um, so just just a bit hard on the bike. Uh, didn't have the run legs to go with it. No, I mean I didn't have an awful run, but um, yeah, I just. I could tell I was probably just pushing, you know, I, could, I was just trying a bit hard and not quite seeing the seeing the pace kind of t where I wanted it to be and it was hot too, you know, like I was sort of um, probably a bit conscious of the heat and um, kind of hope maybe the race would come back to me a little bit but um, the boys up front were just running too well really. Well, well, I didn't actually see the placing, what did you come in on? Uh, I think I was seventh. Oh, so you got their top ten? Yeah, 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 so... I sort of thought top ten would be awesome, top five would be outstanding, and obviously podium would kind of be a dream result. So, just just the race. What's what, what did you think of the race? Yeah, oh, amazing. Um, you know, it's like must be what it's like to be a famous tennis player or golfer or something. You know, you just you feel like a rock star from start to finish, and uh, you don't get that feeling much uh, in triathlon really. And it's probably not why I do it, but it is a it is a pretty cool experience when you have it. Hey, well, good luck. Good luck and look after those legs, mate. What well on top ten? Awesome, mate. I got Piers Pitner with me. Uh, tell me about your day. Uh, yeah, it was a good, was a good swim. 
first uh, with the first group, but I don't know. It's really good for me because yeah, the the first group they rode really really hard, and I think it, yeah, I destroyed myself the first 90 k's when Niels attacked, and yeah, on the Solar Hill. So then I suffered the last 90 k's, and yeah, the new one course I think it's a little bit harder. My place uh, yeah was ninth today with eight 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 sixteen. Well, it's not bad, the time is good, but yeah, the boys are faster, getting faster, everyone's getting faster, so yeah, but I'm happy that I finished, thank you. How, how did your run go? Uh, yeah, at the moment she's in fourth, but yeah, she wasn't looking really good. I saw her uh, on uh, the first 2Ks and uh, yeah, I think from the beginning she wasn't really happy, so yeah, she had a little bit bad luck with her crash and the preparation wasn't really good, but yeah, she she will fight till the end. To the end. And, and I'm sure you will too, mate. Thanks for your time, Pierre. Thanks. I got Felix next to me. Uh, Felix, just tell me about this day for you. Amazing, actually amazing. It was an absolutely thrilling and dramatic race as well with mm -hmm. Niels. Um, and then it was uh, like we didn't know who was going to going to win, so it was really uh, interesting for both men and women, which was fantastic. Uh, but for me, the most important thing is uh, until now, and I do pray that it stays this way, we have no really bad accidents or anything. So that's the most important thing. And what is also uh, amazing that the new run course is pumping. It's absolutely amazing. Laura Sedell said it to me. She said she couldn't believe how much the new run me course neither. Aired, yeah. Me neither. Me neither. The new village. Yeah, amazing. They, I, I went in there and I just could not believe. I didn't realize the, the village anymore. It just completely turned into a different world. It's amazing, absolutely stunning. I know you've got much time right now, but one thing I noticed, I was at Sully Hill, mind-blowing. You go along and you come, the thing I admire most about you, Felix, is, you know, Challenge talks about family. And you get off the motorbike, you race director, and you go around and you think all of the security guards. You went up, like, literally, I saw you think maybe 12 different security guards. Just your energy of thanking those who make this happen was, was pretty impressive. Why is that important to you? Uh, it, it weren't actually security guys, it was, vol was volunteers as well, it was the local firefighter brigade oh, really? who secures it. And they, they are there for, for the athletes, you know, they don't receive a penny, they do it for free. And so I, I, I need and I want to show my appreciation for every single one and not just on the volunteer party on, on the stage, you know. So I don't know how many hands I shook today, but uh, I just try to, to thank as many as possible because they, they make and break it. And, why is Roth so spectacular? It's because of the population and the volunteers and the whole atmosphere here. This is why people come from all over the world. It's, it's funny, I, I've been commentating throughout the day. I believe this may be the best endurance sports event in the world as a spectator. No, no seriously, because I've, you know, you think of the Tour de France, it, they ride past you for one minute. You know, this, this, this is a day, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. And it's not only about the pros, you know, the pros yeah, are yeah. perfect and I, I never want to miss them, but firemen Rob. Yeah. You know, uh, Sister Madonna Buddha, yeah. um, a guy, the first Bavarian actually, he has crashed so badly that his hip was completely destroyed last year and he was the first Bavarian today. He was crying on the finish line, you know, and to see those stories, you know, to see every athlete has a story to tell and, and they prepare so hard for the event and it's for me, it's uh, the biggest inspiration and today is Christmas and birthday and <laughs> the best day of the year. Well, mate, you've got something special here and you're doing a great job. So just thanks for your time and keep it up, mate. Thank you so much for coming. We've got Dirk Bockel here, mate. How you going? Good, man. Good. Uh, I spent all day on the microphone. So it's been the last uh, three days, actually, organizing, helping, doing stuff. You know, there was a kids triathlon and a bambini thing for pretty young kids. And 
you know, they ask so many questions. So for me, that's a great opportunity to give something back and, and share. I mean, I, I'm never going to forget my, my, my race here in 2013. And so I, I offer them, you know, now I'm officially retired. All this is over. I have a lot of time on my hands. Do you need help? And it's like, sure, okay, we can use you for this and that. And so that's why I came here. When you come here in this kind of role, what do you see as your job? Well, today, I mean, it was mostly, yeah, sharing experience as, as an expert, basically. But then uh, there was no real commentator. So I took the microphone and I was talking all day, basically. And, well, I'm not too skilled at it yet, but uh, I guess if people like it. And I did it also at a different race at Challenge Denmark in Herning. And then they said, hey, Derek, great that you're here. Here's the microphone. And uh, there's the press conference starting in five minutes. Oh, really? And I'm like, and uh, who's racing? <laughs> So I, I winged it, but then uh, the mayor of town said, hey, the new guy, he's good. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I got a new job now. What are you doing now? Well, I don't really have a job, so I'm... Um, That's what you want? Yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, it's very it's very tiring, of course. And uh, I, I did it uh, in English today, and uh, once in a while I jumped over to the German live stream, and um, I guess my English is good enough to, to be able to understand the Germans and, and translate a few things. And I don't know if that's going to be my job for the future, but uh, it was fun. And I'm officially retired since January, so I'm, I'm, I'm unemployed and I'm in Luxembourg and I'm hanging out and I'm planning my new life. So. And what's, what's it like? Because, you know, to be like a pro, <laughs> something else to show me, but we'll leave that out of the interview. But um, like as a pro, you know, your life was so triathlon. Now there's a big gap, so well, you know, what, how do you kind of approach this next moment? Well, yeah, that's 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 a good question. Um, you know, you, you're never gonna forget 27 years of racing and what triathlon did did for me. You know, so I I'm, I'm pretty blessed uh, that I had a good career. I mean, you can always look back and say yeah, I could have, and I you know I, I finished up with an injury, so that's obviously not the, the greatest way. But lo look at Timo Brach, he was fourth. I mean, if he would have been on the podium, he could have celebrated the hell out of it, or if he would would have won. But uh, you know, if you find your chapter, you know, if the book is closing, it's it's kind of it's kind of nice to move on. But what, what what's in the back for me for, for the future? I'm I'm not sure. I keep my options open, but I also want to make sure I deal with the retirement, you know, and not just jump into something new. I'm not a nine to five guy, so you know, I'm more like like traveling the U.S. Got my little scrambler in the back, and then uh, figure out what the next steps are, you know. Yeah, good on you. You're good on you because that is. I, th I like the way you've said. I'm going to give myself to, to let go. You know, because a lot of guys don't do that. They kind of fill the gap in the wrong way. And there are other athletes. Another example is that they keep racing because they don't know what they're doing, and then they they don't even make the top ten in the in the, in the female race anymore, and they still race male pro. And I, I don't know if that's the purpose really. So I I want to make a clear cut. Okay, pro time is over. I mean, I'm 40 years old. You know, my best years are behind me. I, I could try to come back. My foot is good again. But does it make sense at 40 to invest another year or two to come back and then potentially be at the same level and everybody else developed over the last two years? So that doesn't really make sense. So I just made a clear cut and said, okay, guys, I'm here. I, I want to stay involved in the sport and still writing on my book. We've got the last chapter finished now, so which is great. And hopefully in the next two months I can promote that a little bit. And that's basically just about sharing uh, you know, what I learned in 27 years of racing. Yeah. Just, just lastly, today's race, uh, men's and girls race, what do you think? About the race today? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, well, we, we saw that the runners really prevailed at, at, the, at the end. I mean, Joe Skipper was flying from the back. I mean, he posted a, a 2.37 or 2.38 last year. That, that, that was just crazy. And uh, Bart Enrolls, a team buddy of mine, we, we raced for Uplace BMC the last years. And um, seeing him actually coming through like this is, is amazing. And once, once he smelled victory, he just didn't let go. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, those, those were the highlights for me. I mean, it's sad to see uh, Niels with his... Uh, with his crash, but uh, you know, good thing is he didn't get hurt. So it's just a bike. That's one quick phone call to Canyon, and the bike is already in the mail for the for the next few days. You know, so that's all good. He has a couple of scratches, a little bit of wallpaper missing. So I guess, uh, yeah, it just it sucks for him. You know what it takes. It's like it's like a four months preparation if you want to be at your A game here, and yeah, it just sucks for him. You know. In the girls' race. Yeah, well, uh, Lisa, she was. Uh, going really really well on the run and I didn't expect her she was just kind of the dark horse for me and uh, coming into the podium like this is pretty good for her Yvonne sure she had her accident before so he wasn't even sure if she could race so I think she's very happy that's like a victory for her with her fourth place and uh, of course Daniela she uh, <laughs> yeah that's that, that, that's a one one woman show you would say you know and uh, Laura Siddle did a great race, but I expected her to be on the podium. I wasn't sure. Second or third, okay, second place, great. What's a little bit sad is uh, Heather Wurtel with a penalty. Uh, you know how it is, you put your head down, you roll up to the next competitor, you look up and there's five meter gap and shit, okay, you, that's drafting. It was not intended, it doesn't matter, the rules say. So I'm sorry for her, she's, she's a great person and uh, you know, they. Yeah, that's just how it is, and, and the penalty is harsher as well because they well, run. Because you you add an, an, another yeah. kilometer run. I mean, it's a freaking marathon. And, and, and it's actually I, I I went out on the run and hey, look at it. It's an uphill oh, downhill. It's not it's not flat. Oh, you get penalized for sure. <laughs> and if you're ten minutes back, let's just say carefully, ten minutes. I mean, your race is over. Yeah. I mean, we we're, we're racing for dough. We're pros. Uh, Oh, sorry, they are pros. Yeah, I still have to get used to that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I understand. I mean, and I, I said that on the live stream for, for the spectators, for the age group, is that please understand, you know, if somebody drops out, we have to earn our money. So we have two or three opportunities a year. You know, we don't have a fixed income. So you have to understand that you, it's not like you, you don't give a crap about the race, right. but you have to make sure that you bring home some bacon, you know, got to feed the family too. Well, uh, thanks for your time and great work today, mate. And uh, we'll be looking out for more of you on the live streams. Cool. Thank you very much, man. Awesome, mate. I got AKA the Philanade next to me right now. Uh, how'd you go, mate? Yeah, fantastic. Great day. Fuck, it's awesome out there. Tell me about it. Oh, I mean, the swim was okay. Did better than I thought. The bike's just, it's just beautiful. You just, you're going up these hills, you're going down, in, out, around. There's undulations, there's a bit of wind here, tailwind. Oh, and just the support. My God, I saw you on Solar Hill. <laughs> you screamed. And I was just, I was there to really embrace it. And there was a hill before that, I don't know what it was called, but they had uh, rock music pumping and people going nuts. And I mean, I've talked about this on the show before. I love giving people um, response to their clapping and their yeah. encouragement. That just makes them go nuts yeah. here. <laughs> Man, they were going ballistic. Man, that was, that was, oh, it was cool run yeah no it was good it was pretty tough should i fell to pieces in the last sort of 15ks or so but i just keep just keep running i only i walked every aid station but as soon as the aid station was finished i was back into it you seem a little bit emotional yeah i am <laughs> i don't know i don't know why i think just i i um i think it did a lot better than i expected 
I think I was under 9.30. Well done. Awesome. So, yeah, pretty happy with that. Nice. Such a fantastic day, like, the whole day just out there, just loving it, just all the energy off the people, and you hear it when you come into the stadium, and, you know, you're just a spent unit, but it's just, there's so much encouragement and stuff, it's just amazing. I was saying this before the race, you know, it's like when someone tells you about a movie that's good, <laughs> and the expectation's so high, how can it live up to it? But this race, the expectation's so high, and it over-delivers, doesn't it? It does, it, it 100% does, yeah. like, I'd heard about Solar Hill, and, I was just, I was ready to embrace all of that and just, my arms got sore waving to everyone. I really tried to wave to everyone that was clapping, you know, and on the run people are, are um, calling out your name and, oh, it's amazing. It really is. It's just, yeah, exactly like that. It just, it over delivers. I expected quite a lot and man, it was, it's just, it is so amazing. You can't really describe it. Well done, mate. Really proud of you, mate. Yeah, thanks. Fantastic. Thanks, mate. I have with me the legend that is Scott Molina, mate. How are you feeling? He's just got us across the line. Gomberger, man. There is nobody home from the waist down. <laughs> Tell us about your day. Oh, uh, you know, it, it's a cool, cool race. It's just a fabulous event, you know? And um, so that's why I came here just to experience it, you know? And, and it's just amazing. It's just absolutely astonishing how big and wonderful this thing is, you know? It's just part of our sport. I had to, I had to, I had to do it, you know? But oh, I was not ready to run a marathon. I ran 33k. Oh, well done! And then I walked in. Yeah, yeah but that's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're running as you know, like you're. Well, once I, once I, once I, I kind of accepted that that I wasn't gonna, um, I wasn't gonna probably run the rest of the way. I took a little walk break, and that was it, man. I mean, my legs just absolutely seized up. It was the stupidest thing. <laughs> But I thought, oh, just let's take a little break, you know, uh, and and it will hurt less. I was just tired of hurting, you know. Um, but then I cramped, and then walking hurt more at, with cramps. Oh, and then I tried to get running again a few times, but that was it was just not happening at all. So, so let's I was gonna fall down I, oh, a couple. Really? Oh yeah, I was stumbling. I was I, I was like, oh, you know, don't fall down. <laughs> Why is the race so great? Um. The numbers, the atmosphere, I mean, that Solarberg, oh, my God, the first time up, oh, my God. Um, you know, second time, maybe they were starting to move to the finish already, but, oh, even the second time, you know? But but that's just one part of it, you know? There's so many spectators out there on the course. It's just a, on the run, oh, my God, the atmosphere on the run, you know? All those tables and people eating and watching the race, oh, it's just fantastic. Last one? Um, never say never, but something will have to change in a big way <laughs> with my legs. Um, I don't know that they're 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 made and they can run this far anymore. I, I'm so I'm, I'm I'm hopeful, but today was was sort of proof that they sure weren't ready to run this far today. Are you a little bit emotional. Oh yeah, yeah. It might be the last one. You know, if it, if it is, then. Poof then it's been a great ride. You've been locked to our sport, mate. Sponsor! Extreme. Man, like the buffer must have been doing some work yesterday, John. It certainly was buffering during the week, and I think that was one thing that came out of it for a lot of the campers, was those that hadn't used it before felt significantly better going into the race. Now, you're never going to find a formula that is going to leave you pain-free after an Ironman, 
but uh, in terms of the week preparation, uh, significantly better for the athletes you're pairing. So if you're going into a big camp, um, make sure you get through day to day, use extreme endurance. Or if you're going into a race with a big camp, then make sure you arrive there nice and fresh. Um, so yeah, we had lots of athletes on it. I know that I had a little tickle in my throat from time to time. I was just making sure that if I kept up my immune boost, I was all sorted. So check it out xendurance.com remember the promo code imtalk20 and you get 20% off they've also got the xendurance protein and I've also mentioned before the fuel 5 plus which is their new product out it's their fuel 5 with caffeine I used that over in Kona and uh, worked really well gave you that nice caffeine lift and you're also getting in your uh, all your different electrolytes and it was just a bit of more of a less sugary sort of flavour it's um, it's yeah, autoimmune boost. If you're in, if you're going, we're naming all the products today, guys. But if you're <laughs> if you're in Australasia, you're heading into your winter season, or you're in your winter season now. And if you're trying to aim for a big race later on in the year, well, consistency we know is the key. So you've got to keep your training up for winter. And what's going to stop consistency? Being sick. So definitely getting some of the immune boost into you is going to help you as well. John, any other products we need to mention? <laughs> 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 okay, so that is uh, extreme endurance xendurance.com. Okay, I got Seth from the camp on. Uh, I just said, how are you feeling? Seth, good day. Tell me about it. I just wanted to race to the best of my ability, and I left everything on the course, so I'm more than happy with, with the day. It's not about time. It's just about uh, pushing my own limits, and it's uh, it's been a while I've been able to do that, so I'm really, really happy with uh, what they did out there. You know, you, you came into this camp. I know you're a bit injured, and you, know, you're, you had big ambitions for this race, and then you kind of body made you kind of have to reassess things so uh, how were you able to play the game on the day with your body at least yeah I just I just changed my perspective I just wanted to be able to put my best effort on the day and I was able to do that so I'm super super happy about that you've been here twice now this is the second time so first time was a disaster and uh, this time's very much a success so it is funny how ultimately in this sport we want to prove ourselves in a certain moment, don't we? And it sounds like you really smash it today. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy. So, right, proud of you. Cheers. Um, it was Newman, wasn't it? I can't Newman. remember the first name. Stephen Newman. There you go. Stephen Newman. He shows me his butt is looking sharp because he's just done an iron distance race. Uh, tell me about day. Oh, mate, that was tough. That was very tough. Freshwater swim, a bit longer than expected. You know, probably zigzagged around too much. Uh, the bike was the wind, the wind was up, and it's a challenging course, you know, fast but challenging, so challenging. Not, not a lot of drafting out there, which is good. Germans ride pretty fair, mate, so that's good. Uh, and then the run, that, that new course, that's, that's not easy, man. Yeah. That's, that's like a climb a hill, descend down, climb a hill, descend down. You know, if you haven't got good running legs, you, just, you can't make it up. Yeah. So anyway, I got smashed. <laughs> I got smashed, 9.40 or something. So. But did you love it? Oh, it was a great day, man. Definitely recommend it, you know. Uh, the way they set up the run as well and the little towns you go through, fantastic. It's something special, wasn't it? Oh, fantastic. Worth the trip. Uh, just would have been nice to go faster, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people were saying that. Hey, well done, mate. All right, cheers, man. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Richard Stinger Ray, that must be one of the best nicknames we came up with. Yeah, I like it, it's a good one. You must have been happy with that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so have you done rope before, Richard? No, it's my first time. It's my second long distance, but first time I rode. How'd you go today? Uh, yeah, 9.50. Wow. I wanted to do sub 10, didn't think I would do it, but yeah, managed it. So what, what happened? Why, why were you able to achieve that goal? Uh, trained a hell of a lot in the last 16 weeks. Uh, biked probably a little bit faster than I thought I could and should, and then uh, held on on the run. Well, Tell me about being at this race. 
it's just a different sort of level. I've done uh, Cologne before, which is quite small, iron distance event. There's no atmosphere here. It was just the whole time. It was so much, many people, and it was so loud, and it was just brilliant. Yeah, you want a bit of high? Yeah, <laughs> I've got to find my girlfriend, but yeah, I just loved it, and I'm so pleased that I've actually managed it. I didn't think I'd do it. Last time I managed 11.5 or something like that, wow. so yeah, 115 faster. Might have to retire now. <laughs> retire on top. Hey, well done, Richard, mate. Love right, you. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Good, Dave. I don't know your last name, Dave. Lock. Dave Lock. Padlock. Oh, padlock, nice. <laughs> hey, um, just uh, he's one of the campers we interviewed earlier on from Sydney, Australia. Uh, how'd you ride Dago? Mate, good, good. Uh, it was a hard day out there, I tell you. Um, pleased with the result. You know, I had a, I had a good run, solid run. Swim was a bit slower than I'd hoped, but I yeah. think the swim was slow overall. Mate, I, get, I, I thought I had a solid swim, but I looked down when I got out and I was probably five minutes off where I thought I'd be. Bike, I tried to stay, you know, with my numbers. Um, was probably hurting in the back end because of the wind a bit, but I'll tell you what, mate, I have never been past so much in my life. If you, th you think you can ride, come here, eh? Because, mate, these guys are just mad, aren't they? These Germans are just lunatics. <laughs> mate, I, I got passed by, it felt like a million people. And then, uh, yeah, got into the run, just tried to settle into a pace, and, yeah, it was good, just stayed steady for the first sort of, first lap, and, uh, then, uh, yeah, managed to feel pretty good. Didn't have any walking. I think I managed about a 5.10 for the whole marathon, so probably a PB, so I'm pretty happy. Um, number 20? Yeah. What's it like to be here to do your number 20? Mate, it's a special race. It is a very special race. They, they tell you, you know, that, that Solberg is uh, something to be to be seen and it really is isn't it you know oh my god it's unbelievable yeah and just the towns and the people mate it's it's just such a great vibe you know no definitely a bucket list race so yeah no very happy to come here for the uh, for the 20th Ironman what are you most proud of in this race look I think I'm building a finally building a bit of consistency um I'd spent you know probably my first Ironman uh I had a, a reasonable race, then the you know, second one was a bit better, and then there was a period where I just seemed to go backwards, you know, and it's only just been these last couple of races. Uh, you know, I've got a, had a new coach for the last 11 months, by, by the name of Matt Curry, just a smart, smart bloke, and uh, he's, he's just got me clued in, you know. He just gets me here feeling good, you know, um, and just positive, believing in myself, and, yeah, just able to execute the races, you know. Go down in your memories, eh? Yeah, definitely. Definitely a good day. Great day. Great camp. Great people, you know. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? That's what sport about really, isn't it? You know, like people challenging themselves with a good bunch of people having a wicked experience, eh? It is. And just all the campers, you know, all the campers that we saw out there were all just positive, you know. Wishing each other well. Um, everybody was, you know, smiling. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great vibe, isn't it? Good support. Awesome support from you guys, from, from you and John. Very professionally put together camp, so yeah, ecstatic with that. Able to accommodate the wife, she's been very happy too, even though she hasn't trained, so nah, awesome. Definitely be uh, back for another one. Uh, you're off overseas, mate, well earned, and uh, congratulations, mate. Cheers, Beth. Your name and where you're from? Hi, I'm Adam from London. From London, and uh, this is your first long distance triathlon? Yep. How'd it go? I finished. Uh, it's an amazing experience, 
Um, I was wrong to come in with any real expectations. Uh, I didn't get the race I wanted, but I got a, a race I deserved. Maybe drilled the bike a bit too much, survived the swim, and really enjoyed the view on the run as I walked quite a lot of it. <laughs> but um, you know what? This is most people's first time in, so you know, like. I mean, I can't say enough about how amazing not only this place is, but the race, the organisation. Uh, Felix and his team put on a really good show, and if I wake up tomorrow and I don't feel too sore, I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna sign up for another Ironman, whether or not I come straight back here. Um, there's a guy, some guys in a tent that's been trying to persuade us to come over to Wanaka. Oh yeah, 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 yeah the Kiwi boys, I saw those. And uh, yeah, so all in all, I've really, really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, keep up the good work, guys. And you said that you want to kind of take some time off work and, and see how good you can get. Is that kind of where you want to go if you try for moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I want to take some time off of work anyway. Like, I think London just breeds bad habits, and I kind of want to hit a reset and, and make better habits. But I want to do something with that time. And triathlon has given me an amazing group of friends. Uh, despite spending quite a lot of time training, weirdly, a sense of balance to my life. And um, yeah, I want to continue having it as part of it. Well, well done. Thank Big you. achievement, mate. You're bloody proud of you. Yeah, and uh, good luck in the, in the next the next endeavour. Yep. Thank you very much. Hope to see you in uh, Epic Camp sometime. Oh, super creepers. Maybe you'll be back on the bike. <laughs> We've got Therese, Teresa, Therese, Marisa, the dirty little rascal. Although Scott was saying we should be calling you the headbanger now because, you know, because you're, you're, you've been all over the place. Let's not deny it. Uh, tell us about your day. Uh, swim was good. I took it easy and it felt good and... Uh, Nice. I felt a little current, so it was actually slower than I thought. Um, the bike, I uh, my power was way off, but I was like, you know what? Maybe that'll help my run if I just cruise it. So I was cruising it, and but I was still, you know, pleased with my time. I was like, hey, it's all right. And then that first lap of the run, well, and the bike is just insanity. I mean. The whole time I'm just smiling and dancing and I mean Solar Hill is insane. I, I turned the corner and was like holy. I saw you because I was right at the front of where it went, went into the, just you into the crowd and your face was ah! you, you just you, you you've seen the photos but until you are there and experience it it's insane it's it's I was like, I'm now going to only race in Europe because this is the coolest thing ever. And my favorite thing is everybody was like, Zupa, Zupa, Superstar. And I was like, that's my favorite thing ever. Um, and then got out on the run and of course, always feel good that first lap and uh, dancing with everybody and just uh, having a good time. And then that second lap, I just tried to keep it going. And I uh, had to walk a little bit more that last, like, the last 10K because it was pretty hilly, that uphill. And then I tried to cruise the downhill and leg. But your leg, because you came into this pretty injured, your leg pretty much held up? So the funny thing is I had a quad injury on the right leg. It really never hurt the whole time. And it, and it hurt this whole week. Yeah. Every time I ran, it hurt, like, right from the get-go. And, and then race day, who knows? <laughs> 
Oh, it's so cool. I did get a little dizzy on the run, and so I would notice if my heart rate got a little high, I would, ha I would did walk a lot just to, you know, make sure that I... We're going to faint. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but no, this race is out of this world, and I mean, everybody must do it. It is, it's so cool. Um, so you just absolutely loved it? Loved it. It was awesome. So overall, did you, what, what time did you get? You know, I didn't even look. <laughs> really good time. <laughs> well, well done, mate. Thank really well you. done. Thank you. I've got another Camp Kiakaha person here, Chris. Uh, tell us about your day. Hey, Bev. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, the swim was slow as expected. The bike went okay, and then I just died on the run. I had uh, really nasty legs on for most of that run, so ended up walking parts of that. Um, but came in, I think, about 10.55, so ducked under 11 hours, so yeah, pretty pleased with that anyway. And they'd be happy with the sub-11? Yeah, yeah, happy with that. Yeah, I think that's a PB as well, so... Oh, you've got to be happy with that. Open for a little bit quicker, but yeah, after that run, that was good. What about, just t tell us about the race, you know, like everyone seems to be pretty happy with the race experience. What was your feelings around it? Yeah, the race experience was fantastic. So right down from the swim start with the bangs going off every five minutes, um, all the crowds cheering, um, Solar Hill, it's just something to be experienced, isn't it? Where you just sort of funnel in and you've got the crowds banging you, I'm touching people on both sides. Um, yeah, so it's really fantastic. And then the run, everybody's so friendly, calling out your name. Um, yeah, it's a real, real sort of good, um, friendly atmosphere all the way around so had a thoroughly good time on, on that side so what would you say are the highlights from the race and from the race experience for you uh, race experience has probably been the whole the whole camp as well so you know the week building up to it and meeting other people doing like-minded stuff so um, from the race I think I can probably walk away fairly happy with the bike ride I've seen an improvement there um, I just need to probably work on running off the bike a little bit more in the future there you go. That's the next project. That's the next project, yeah. I don't know when I'll do another race. I don't know when that next project's due, um, but never mind. Hey, well done. Good work, mate. Thanks, Bev. Okay, I've got Sean Dooley next to me, mate. I've just, just, just come in, so uh, tell us about your day. It uh, went really well. The swim went well. I uh, beat my time by, I don't know, about seven minutes. I thought I'd come in. Oh, wow. And the bike went really well. I beat that by about 15 minutes. And I thought, man, I'm going to have a really good day. And then the wheels kind of fell off at 27 <laughs> kilometers. And uh, I started staggering and leaning back and forth. And I uh, just told myself, make it to the next aid station. And I started drinking Coke and eating crackers. And that kind of got me going again. So, But I PB'd by over an hour and a half. Oh, wow. So, so what you come in on? 10.51 uh, something. Oh, so you got under the oven. Yeah, that's what my watch said, so I'm just going to go off my watch right now. <laughs> so tell us tell us about the experience. Oh, it was awesome. It uh, The bike going up those hills, I'm not sure what the name of that, Stodler Hill? Uh, Solar, I think it is. Yeah. Solar, yeah, that, that was absolutely nuts. I mean, it was just almost, it was like a scene out of the Tour de France. It yeah. was crazy. I loved it. I mean, it was just, it was great. The, uh, the run course was nice lots I mean just tremendous crowds all throughout that run just up and down up and down um, it was it was fabulous just really really just a great experience your second I mean I remember you said that you know you, you your first one you weren't that happy with you know you're happy that you did it but you felt there was a lot more improvement in there the second hour and a half off was pretty massive so how are you feeling right now oh I'm feeling really good I'm feeling ecstatic 
when I came in, I looked at my watch. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is awesome. <laughs> so. Awesome. Well done, mate. All right. Thanks. Uh, we've got Terry and, uh, from the Camp Kaha, and uh, I think you're hoping to go, what were you hoping to do with this race? Uh, I was hoping to go sub 11, and if I was uh, having an awesome day around the 10.30, and I uh, finished in 10.36, so I'm really, really, really happy. So why was it a success? Um, actually, I was just saying to, to John uh, now that he made a little speech last night at the restaurant, that uh, basically, you know, if it doesn't go super great on the run, or if you have a shit bike, you'll have a great run. If you have a, sorry, I swore. Um, John said like 10 <laughs> F words when I interviewed him, so you, shit's well above board today. Uh, and if you, if you run and you just can't really keep the pace you went, just slow down a little, and it's only gonna make a few minutes less than your original plan, and that's what I did. I just slowed down a bit, went into a rhythm, and. Uh, I did the other run-walk strategy with a with a couple of k's walking, but it was, yeah, it was it was good. It was a it was a good day. It was yeah, and I just I'm just really happy. Uh, it was a phenomenal experience. Um, the crowds are just crazy on that Solar Hill. It, it's just insane. I, I I think I had a smile on my face the whole the whole hill. It was just insane, and uh, yeah, it's it, very emotional race, and um, it's. Um, we were really lucky with the weather as well. I mean, uh, it was pretty cloudy actually, so the sun didn't hit us too hard, and that would have been a different race, I think, uh, if it had been really sunny. But uh, anyway, hey, you got to race uh, in the conditions of the day, so that's it. 10:36. What, what parts are you most proud of? I um, I did a really good swim. Uh, I wanted to go around 110, and I did 105. I just went into a groove, and um, that's it. Just swam and didn't really think I just went okay first you go Olympic distance that was it done then on the way back well you've got to do a half Ironman now okay done and then two little sprints it's just breaking it down and I somehow I had I don't know I'm not a swimmer by any standards and uh, 105 uh, I was an amazing result for me and um, that in terms of sp the, the sports that that's what it is and then in terms of mental strength I think the run at the end uh, I, uh, I just managed to uh, go on the four hours on the marathon and uh, that was the big carrot to the last 6k I knew I had to get oh man, I was averaging pretty pretty much 5.30s, 5.40s, 6 minutes sometimes and with a few walking and I had to go sub 5 minute in the last 6k and I just went come on you gotta do it that's the last target to hit and uh, I don't know I just hit the gas and uh, it worked so and yeah like I said just I think mentally on the run, it was a it was a good run. I mean, it, it, it was not the run I expected. I, I was hoping to go more like three, let's say between three thirty and three forty five. Let's say three thirty, three forty. So uh, it fell off pretty quickly. But uh, just just I just wanted to keep on going, and uh, you know that's exactly what John said. You know, just keep on going. And actually, Scott at the dinner as well made a really good speech and said, "Look, it's going to be tough. Embrace it." Instead of just walking straight away, just keep on going. That next aid station, just keep on going and set smaller targets. And uh, that's why we do. That's why he said. He said that's why we do this shit. It's tough, so we love it. And I had a great day. So yeah. And thanks to the camp as well. I mean, brilliant preparation. It's just been awesome meeting great people on the camp. Uh, we've seen. Uh, I saw so many on the on the course today, and 
you know, you, you, cheer, you, you cheer on uh, all your buddies and it's so different than when you go on your in the event on your own. It's just um, yeah, amazing, amazing week, amazing day. Uh, thanks, thanks, thank you guys for for doing all that. You're a bloody star, mate, and you only got two shits in, so that's not fair. John got, I reckon, at least five f words. So well done, mate. Well done. Just blowing his nose because that's what you do once you've done a, a nine distance race. You got to get that snot out. He's had a shower, but still got to get that snot out. The holy hammer, bloody hard day, mate. Uh, the hardest iron distance event I have done. Why? Because I was stupid. I. They, it's incredible the things that went wrong today, unfortunately. Um, on the bike, I reckon it's, from my perspective, it's worse than Kona. Trying to avoid the draft, which I did for the first two hours, and my power was only 212 versus my target of 245 because I was holding back to avoid the draft. And. Before we got to that point, my aero bottle came off at that first bridge on the way out, so I stopped and got that. Um, and then in the, the last half hour of that lap, just before as we came into Hippelstein, these bloody European cyclists, they power away on the hills and they soft pedal and you ease into them and I ended up at 10 metres instead of 12 metres and I got the blue card shown to me. Five minutes stand down and an additional kilometre to run, yeah. so it was a 43.2 kilometre marathon. Because you need an extra K at the end of that. But also after that, at the end of the first lap, I had then had to pull into the penalty box for the five minute stand down. And um, did that and I was so bloody angry that I thought, stuff this, I'll just ride to power and just plaster everyone, which is exactly what I did. Um, and... Uh, but plenty of surges, I was so bloody angry and, and uh, so a stupid bike ride which ruined my run because I had too much variability. I want to see the file or see what the story is. But um, What else went wrong? Then on the second lap going up Greeding Hill, I was passing the water bottle from my left hand to my right hand so I could spray water on my left arm and I came up my bike. Oh no. Yeah. Um, what else went wrong? My Garmin was set to... Um, uh, the backlight was on all the time because I do all my training in the dark in Christchurch. Oh, no, so the battery went flat. So partway through the run, I thought, shit, that battery's low. Why is that? I realised it and I changed the setting, but it was too late and it didn't get me to the end of the run. You dropped your food? Jeez, you've had a disaster, haven't you? I, it has been a disaster, but yeah, I paid the price for too much variability. And I, and I was thinking, well, I can make this up. I can still do it with a good run, but because I was so stupid on the bike, I couldn't run. So, so just emotion got a bit too much of you because of frustration. Yeah. yeah. So were you able to enjoy it? Because like, oh, the that first time up, Solar Solarberg is incredible. It was great to see you there, yeah. very enthusiastic. Uh, that, that's amazing, and. Um, yeah, and all the towns on board and the finish there—it's it, it is a great it was a great experience. So, even though it's my go, Kevin, go, go, Kevin. I I believe it's my second slowest iron distance race. So my my slowest one was when I only did I did, went from nothing to three months with three months of training and did it. So uh, it was a very poor day, but it's the. So I know next time just to ride to my race plan and stick to my own power and just ride through all the variability of all the bunches. It seems to me that the, the drafting marshals were, um, if you, they were making an honest effort to pass, they, they were turning a blind eye. But And uh, unbelievable, there was a guy riding on the wrong side of the road for ages and they didn't do him and there were people blocking and oh, it was just incredible. There was complete inconsistency. So. 
Oh, well. You still got there. Yep. Yep. And oh, so I clearly went my hardest ever because I ended up in the medical tent and got an IV drip and it's been a long recovery. So, yeah. Oh, well, good. Well done, mate. Good Thank work. Righto, Team Warm, at the beginning of race start of Challenge Road 2017. I'm not going to talk much about the race because you guys will know the results by the time I've posted this up. But I just thought throughout the day I'm going to pop in and just give you some idea of the atmosphere here at the race. I've got to say, it's, it's a lot of people. It's kind of mind-blowing how many people race this race. You know, like Kona is a pretty special, pretty special place before the race. But because there's so many more athletes, it's just the... The volume of people here is pretty phenomenal. We're up just beside the canal right now and they've got the bridge here. To be honest, if you ever come to Rote and you want to watch the swim, you're probably better off to be up in the bridge because you get the whole view of the whole swim when you're out there. But you can sit on either side of the canal and you can still see a pretty good idea of what's going to happen in the swim. But right with the split starts, it's quite interesting because you've got the pros starting really soon. And then in the next period of time, you'll see lots and lots of athletes head to the start line. So right now, we've still got thousands of athletes just on the sideline getting ready. You can see a little bit of stress. A few people are out there stressed right now, just kind of, I saw one girl walking past me crying before. And <laughs> so that kind of pre-race tension and also pre-race organisation can be a little bit stressful. But it's a pretty iconic spot. You know, if you've seen photos of Rote in the past, you would have seen the big air balloons and they're up just beside us right here. They've got a great atmosphere, they've got the kind of operatic music happening, got the, the MCs pumping up the crowd and I don't know, it, it's it's a pretty special spot. We're about 10 k's, 10 minutes from race start so one thing I will say, if you are going to come to Challenge Road, make sure you get here nicer and early. Car parking is pretty congested and uh, so, you know, get in nice and early but you know, can you hear the crowd right now, they're cheering them on up on the bridge right now so pretty exciting, got to say, it's just a really cool atmosphere and just Looking forward to kind of getting out there and absorbing this race today. It's going to be a pretty interesting race. So, yeah, very special places right now. Challenge Road 2017, it's me out from this one. So one thing to do really well at Challenge Road is they just do the simple things really well. Like the sound system is phenomenal. They've spared no expense and it's loud, but it's good quality as well. And basically because they do the wave starts really well, what they do is they do a wave start, they put their kind of operatic music on and in between they just have some pumping music. And when you're down by the canal, it's pretty cool, but I tell you what, for the athletes, it must be quite cool swimming along that canal because when they come back into the crowds, it's, you know, they must be able to hear the, the crowds, and then the crowd's pumping with the music. Now, I'm just in the transition, or just by the transition area right now, into the bike, into the, onto the swim bike transition, and then they get on the bike, and then they run through, ride through this kind of maybe 500 meter section where there's just crowd on either side cheering everyone along, so... Just atmosphere is absolutely awesome. Lots of support, lots of spectators, thousands and thousands of spectators. So I imagine these athletes out there getting on the bike right now are, are pretty pumped and they've got a big day in front of them. But so far, I'm pretty sure most of these athletes will be pretty pretty happy with the experience that they're enjoying at Challenge Road. Test, test. Okay, so now we're, we're down Solberg Hill. And uh, so basically what you kind of do is you go from the, the bike transition and then you walk through Hipstein into Solberg, and, and I'm halfway up here right now, and it is amazing. Uh, to say the least, it is amazing. I'm basically looking like a, a kilometre in either direction. The athletes aren't there yet. We think the pro guys are about another 20, 30 minutes away. And then, uh, but just people galore, atmosphere galore. Oh, I can just imagine what those pros are going to feel like when they come around this corner. You look up. We're about halfway up. We're basically where the barriers disappear and they'll be riding through people. And you see up there and there's thousands, you know, thousands of people down there. And then you look up and you just, it's a bit of a climb. 
But uh, I tell you what, in 40 minutes from now, this place is going to be absolutely pumping. So just, you know, it's quite cool as a spectator at this day because you're kind of, you're not really staying in the same place the whole time. You're kind of moving around. And it's quite nice because there's a group of people, just kind of the mass of the people are moving with you as well. And so as you walk through Hipperstein, there's this kind of big group of people, cool energy. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited for the process to come through. It's going to be pretty interesting to see the craziness. I'll maybe push record so you guys can hear it at the time. So we're in Solar Boo right now and the crowd's going absolutely crazy. You can see the can you, it's hard not to laugh right now, there's so much energy in this place right now. The crowd's got athletes coming through. How could not an athlete not love this? You look up the road, there's people everywhere, athletes are coming through. Everyone's cheering them up. It's funny, you see the pros that are so focused, but at the same time. He had a big smile in his eyes. It's absolutely fantastic here. I tell you what, it's an amazing race, but even for spectators, this is something special, I tell you. Pretty special stuff. One other thing I want to comment on is, is Felix is amazing. Like I've always had a lot of respect for Felix. Felix is out here today. He's the race director, but he's out here. He's on the Solberg Hill right now, and he's just going around high-fiving all the, 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 the safety wardens or the policemen, the kind of crowd control, and he's just giving lots of energy to those people. You know, it's race director. How many race directors are spending their day thanking the people who are out there doing, supporting the race? You know, and not the athletes, the actual people out there making this race happen. He's literally in the last 15 minutes. I've seen him go up to every security guard, just give him a high five, say thank you, and so on. So, you know, they talk about challenge family, and it, and it comes from the top. And uh, you know what, Felix is just encapsulates everything that this organisation is about. It's pretty cool stuff. So we're just walking back from Solar Hill now and we're going to head on into the run start. Uh, yeah, just um, Jeepers Grips, I really, I would almost go as far to say now, admittedly I'm not the most experienced when it comes to going to endurance events around the world, but this would definitely have to be up there in regards to spectator experience on race day because you go to the swim start, pretty cool, um, pretty, you know, you're in a canal so you're kind of there the whole time big atmosphere, big kind of crowds, then you walk through this beautiful little kind of German little village and you head to Solera and it's just pumping, pumping atmosphere and the athletes just like, <laughs> you see this right up to the group and just instantly the eyes just come alive and smiles and energy so it's pretty cool and you know it's big energy there and then you just walk back to your car and we're going to head on to town now so we'll be getting to the run but yeah, like you think of like a Tour de France, Tour de France was really cool, but you know, you wait all day and they ride past straight away, whereas this, because you've got the age groupers and because they're doing laps, I know just the atmosphere is it's pretty special, so I'll, I'll come to you later on in the run and just let you know what it's like on the run course, but overall I'm pretty impressed up to this point in the day. Okay, so now we're at the run, basically transition from T2, just a little bit up the road we are, so they come out of T2 and then they head out into the run. It's got to say it's pretty warm here today and this run's going to get pretty hot for these runners out there. But you guys probably know that because again we're kind of putting this up after the race but I'm not going to get to give you much of a description of the run course because I'm going to hang around here until most of the campers have come through. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to head into the race, post-race area so I can catch some interviews with the pros. But even just in T2 there's quite a few people just hanging around. The athletes, I think pretty much the athletes are going to feel... It's definitely not a race where you're going to feel alone and it'll be interesting to talk to the athletes after the run today because you know, like we are saying leading up to the coverage of today's race how they're going to have 17 hotspots in a 10k radius so it's going to be pretty cool but yep it's, uh, it's a good day out here and again lots to do for the spectators and uh, yeah Challenge Route is delivering as always. George is going to have a shower and I'm just kind of in the, in the post race tent where this is the food, the massage, the athletes, you know all the helpers. It's, 
it, just the one word to describe it is just fatigue. You know, you just see people when they're zombies because they're just so, so tired. And, and every part of them expresses this. It's, their, it's the way they're, they're slouching forward. Uh, it's the look in their eyes. It's kind of just this tiredness. But also kind of like a satisfaction, you know, like it's they're just looking and you can see it's very much an internal process they're going through right now of, you know, I did it. And, uh, they, you know, at this stage in the day, we're still pretty early on. These people were, the people were going pretty quick in the race. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's a, there is something about challenging yourself. And it's something about our sport that makes it so rewarding because you it is so challenging. We're going to talk to John soon. And, and before we talked to him, you know, I was talking to him a second ago. And she said, I'm not doing it again for a while. And that's just a real example of it. It's just that kind of pushing through, which is so rewarding, so hard but also so important in our life. So it's pretty cool to see, you know, just this view in that room there. It's kind of a, a special thing. It's been a pretty good year for you, isn't it, as, a, as an athlete? Yeah, no, really pleased, you know. It just progressively built. Had a bit of a meltdown in Wanaka, but good training day, and the numbers were pointing in the right direction. Just didn't quite pull it all together. And then built a bit more on that in Kona and had a good, solid performance. Won then, the race. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's about the performance as well. Yeah, and but then still won the race. Yeah. <laughs> not, many, not many people get to win a race. And this time around, uh, ste- stepped it up again, and, yeah, certainly cannot complain. You would have heard me talk about just the experience of the day, and, and I say this a couple times when interviewing people and just when I was kind of commenting on the day, John. I may put this down as one of the greatest endurance events in the world, not just mm. triathlon. It's phenomenal. Mm. It really is. And and it, in some ways we kind of say triathlon struggles TV-wise because of the experience. But as a spectator, the day is awesome here because mm. the swim's great you can watch the whole thing it's mm. got great energy they've got great atmosphere you walk through from the swim to Solberg so you know it's a 15 minute walk it's quite cool everyone's there's that energy of a crowd mm-hmm. get Solberg it is just mind blowing far out man yes. and it was really cool because we position ourselves just as people go into the, just the crowd yeah and watching the athletes faces it was <laughs> you know you'd see them go from being focused and 90% of them just just were mm. like a kid at Christmas. It was mm. so such a cool thing to see. And then, admittedly, I didn't really get to absorb the run because I had to get to the finish line. But then get back and there's cool hotspots everywhere on the run. So mm. just entertaining, great day. Paul, Paul was saying to me, so he was one of our latter finishers. He was, uh, I think, four, 14 and a half or so out yep. there. And he said, you know, there's this, this turn point and the new turn point and you run around a lake. And he just said people were off their face and they were just going nuts. Really, really. And so it would have been dark at that stage. So I don't know, he must have finished it. I don't know, 10-ish or night, something like that, but it was dark, I think, and he just said it was awesome. And, and, and then <clears throat> we didn't go into the stadium because we were kind of just by the vans waiting for the athletes, but the fireworks went off, and we, I had to walk up to get Ollie's van, mm-hmm. and so I kind of went above the stadium, mm-hmm. and you should have heard the noise, mate. It yeah. was a party. <laughs> and then the fireworks, you know what, this you know challenge in this day is just something special and you'll hear you know you guys heard it from all the athletes like it just over delivers if you if you're a triathlete this is an experience you've got to get in your bucket list absolutely great next show be back in nz we won't be sitting around now shorts and t-shirts with jandals on no the 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 heat pump will be on josh (laughs) yeah you've got to get that on nice and early for me so it's been pretty cool hopefully you've enjoyed this coverage uh just want to say thank you to all the camp kia car people we've got to say a big thank you to everyone who supported on the camp Mm. um these people have just worked their butts off over the last week Mm -hmm. so just you know to alan to emma to 
Ollie, to Joe, and to you, to me, me, <laughs> uh, and John for organising it. Just you know, these people have put the hard yards in. So just you know, for these guys, thank you so so much because the feedback we've got on the campus, everyone's absolutely loved it, and it's really because of the work you guys have done. So thank you very much. Um, anything else, John? No. If you guys want to be part of uh, one of these experiences, I'll have uh, my Kona camp next year in May, which is. Awesome, and then I'm looking at 2019 going to Embra Man, which is another iconic race, and we're doing similar sort of stuff to what we did this week. So you want to get a part of it, get in touch with me. Or Epic Camp as well. Epic Epic Camp Camp France. France. Yeah, we will be riding through the Pyrenees for those speedier athletes of you. And next time you hear us, we'll be back in NZ. Okay, so there's two things we need to do. First of all, sponsors. Yes, athletics.com and Extreme Endurance. And then we've got one nickname. Yes. So the nickname is for Tim. What's Tim's last name? Term Joseph's and Golden Ring Coaching is the name of his business. He just walked past right here, and yeah. Golden Ring and and when I saw Golden Ring, I thought Lord of the Rings, and then yeah. I thought my precious, and I thought no no. Um, I we, thought we did have a few other suggestions. Apparently, Tim, I didn't see a huge okay. So give us some suggestions because I've got one I'm pretty much going to go with. But yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but apparently, Tim eats a lot of ice cream. Oh, he's a bit partial to ice cream, is he? Yeah, and some people were saying icy and things like that. But Actually, yeah. funny you say it because I remember one night walking to the petrol station after late and everyone had gone to bed, and he's walking. Oh, I'm just going to go with myself an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. Um, but with all the rings, I thought the one to rule them all, Tim. What's his last name? Joseph, Joseph, Tim, Joseph, the one to rule them all because it's because the golden, the ring, and the Lord of the Rings is the one to rule them all. So there you go, the The one to rule them all. Tim, Joseph, there you go, Tim. You better like that. And if you're not, bad luck. (laughs) That's how we roll. Although I have to say, everyone we've met who had nicknames, because even the campers and people who are in challenge wrote who we met, um, pretty happy with the nicknames. I think we do a pretty good job. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. time. Anyway, John, let's wrap it up. Iron Rice. I'm in. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.